Hello, and welcome to Mind of Micah and Backdoor Cover. We're doing a simulcast for the second time in the same week, and we're joined today to discuss something that is a pressing issue. Uh, We have breaking news developing that could uh, affect the entire landscape, not just of sports and college athletics, but also just sort of some really interesting political things. And uh, we want to talk about it. And who's better than the man they call Curry, a noted Deadspin contributor and uh, other UT blogger guy. Curry joins me. Hello, Curry. Well, hi, Micah. It's great to talk to you. Yeah. Also great that that you botched that because I've never contributed to Deadspin, but I appreciate it. That's not true. I think you were the last person published on Deadspin. How can you forget this? That website was Gawker. So, uh, just just for your record, are you sure? But I do appreciate I appreciate you missing on this intro just a little bit. I, I do, and I also I did want to wish you an early uh, happy birthday. Right? Uh, you got what birthday coming up? Is that did I remember that correctly? Uh, no, fiftieth. No, my <laughs> no. All right, we'll see. Look, we each missed something. my birthday's in March. Yes, we were just a little off. That's fine. Well, listen, early an early birthday for your March birthday. I know you're you're pushing your mid forties, and and I'm happy to be here to talk to you. Well, and and let me start with a sincere apology. I did just Google it. You were in fact published on Gawker and not on Deadspin. Yeah, my my, my bad. No, that's all right. Now I appreciate you. Uh, you know, any any it doesn't matter. You know, they were owned by the same company, so it, it they were at the much. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, we, 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 you got a shout out the other day. I did the mail in podcast and we talked about how you're, you're a noted contributor, but what a treat it is to join you on this historic day. As, uh, it appears there's a move afoot. The university of Texas, the richest athletic department in the country, along with the university of Oklahoma appear destined to move to the sec, the conference and basically, they're just following the path taken by the University of Missouri, those true trailblazers, to the toughest conference in all of, of uh, I almost said professional sports, and I guess it sort of is now, uh, but all of college sports, the SEC. There's a lot There's a lot to talk about here, but I just, Curry, I just, you as a, a UT follower and someone who um, has shared many thoughts on uh, the University of Texas and their athletic department, what are your first thoughts? Yeah, Micah. Uh, you know, and it was nice of you to slip that Missouri comment in there. Uh, if there's a school that doesn't belong in the SEC now, uh, of all the 16 teams that we can assume are now in the SEC, I think Missouri is probably topping the list there. That's um, outrageous, but continue. But, yeah, I mean, I, I've been a proponent of Texas exploring a move the southeast direction, whether it was, you know, the SEC would obviously be preferable. The ACC would have been fine. But college sports, the, you know, epicenter of college sports has moved slowly uh, this direction. And I say this direction because I, I'm based out of North Carolina. Um, so for selfish reasons, having uh, Texas play uh, teams closer to me would have been nice. But just in general, uh, having Texas in a conference. Uh, like the SEC, you know, where 
if you're a five-star kid in Houston right now or a five-star kid in the Metroplex and you're debating whether or not you want to go to your flagship state school uh, and play Kansas State at 11 a.m. on Fox or have the ability to play in the SEC, to me it's kind of a kind of a no-brainer even with, you know, the quote-unquote concerns which really, uh, you know, are somewhat warranted but not really. So we'll see. But, yeah, I mean, overall, it's, I think it's a, an extreme no-brainer uh, for both sides. And it's very fun for me to watch the sort of pathetic back end of the SEC, uh, including A&M and, and your alma mater, Missouri. Oh, no. Oh, no. Although I do think they are, I think they are a yes vote now. So uh, certainly, but, now it, we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. Let's start with the Aggies, sure. though, uh, sure. because I love watching them squirm. And this is my favorite part of this whole scenario: is this was clearly a story that was leaked on Wednesday to an Aggie beat writer at the Houston Chronicle, who has never written about these sort of things. Clearly, the Aggies were trying to get ahead of it. The Aggies were the only team with their athletic director at SEC Media Days who was prepared with a statement where he basically just belly ached about how they want to be the only school in the state, in the league. And I just love it. I, I love this part of the story so much. Nothing would make me happier than if Texas and Oklahoma are accepted with a 13 to one vote. And the sad Aggies are afraid that big brothers come to join them in the league. Well, and a, a, a protest vote when it's 13 to one is, is particularly sad. But the admitting that your identity is entirely wrapped up in the fact that you belong to a conference that Texas is not in and that your identity is about to get smoked uh, seems like it was a bit uh, misguided. For Was it Ross Bjork, the athletic director at A&M? Mm-hmm. Basically, I would not have said any of that stuff. It was very strange. It, well, especially because the ball, I mean, it clearly has been rolling since December, uh, and he's not stopping it. So I certainly would have probably not said the stuff I said because it was hugely pathetic and cringe. And you, and at that level, it's really hard. If you if you do cringe at, at the level that the SEC, uh, you know, is at, you don't you can't walk back that that kind of cringe. It sticks with you. And what's especially interesting about it is it's one hundred percent the Aggies' position. We all we all knew that's the Aggies' position. But the fact that yeah, he didn't came have out, to say it. he didn't have to say that. Everyone, yeah. everyone knows that the Aggies are happy that they're in the SEC and they're happy that they're away from Texas. And they're the happy that they're the only school there uh, in the state. And to to come out and just bellyache about it, I found just to be pathetic and hilarious. Just it's so uh, on the nose for what you would expect the Aggies <laughs> to do because it's so transparently pathetic and cringe. I, if I, and this is me, and I would never be in this position, but if I was the Texas A&M athletic director, I would say, like, welcome, bring it on. Like, we don't, we don't care who's in this conference because we have, you know, carved out our own little world here. And instead, they basically just admitted that this will completely upend their success. And their success is minimal because really what they have is one win over Chapel Hill, uh, a Mac Brown coach, Chapel Hill, uh, you know, a take I've done in the past about Mac Brown, which I, won't fully walk away from, but uh, I, it's not that A and M has really sort of quote unquote proven themselves in the in the SEC. They've had good recruiting success, and when that goes away, it's like all right, well, you know, you're yeah. not no fan you're kind, base. You're kind of fucked, 
Are we allowed to curse on this? Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. You're certainly yeah, you're allowed. You're kind of fucked. Yeah, you're absolutely fucked if you're a and No yeah. fan base is quicker to declare. I mean, granted, I'm talking to someone who's a UT alum and a fan who, uh, you know, is quick to say Texas I'm is an bad. Imp- I'm an impartial, objective uh, viewer of this. Okay. I, I only view college football through that lens. Well, and I have right. only ever viewed Texas through that lens, and I know you know that. Yes, but so it, my point is, the Aggies yeah. have celebrated recruiting victories, and you know having Jimbo Fisher, like they've won five championships in a row. It's it's kind of remarkable, and to see how fast they know that it's all going to disappear or could disappear. You know, it goes back to what Paul Feinbaum has said for years and years and years that Texas A&M is the sleeping giant because they've got the facilities and, you know, they're the only school in Texas. And now there's no – if you want to play in the SEC, would you rather live in Austin, Texas for four years or College Station? You're well, I was losing. something too. Aggies are going to lose about, this every time. Yeah. And even the – I mean, the recruit, Aggies will still get recruits because, you know, it, it's a big state. But one thing that I thought was interesting was, and Texas has had success sort of plucking uh, four and five stars out of the West Coast. But one thing that kind of make kind of is a, a little bit of a game changer, especially Arizona. Texas has had a lot of success in Arizona, but but being able able to sort of off, offer up Austin as an SEC destination town to kids on the West Coast, where they still get to play in the quote unquote premier conference, but you know Austin's not necessarily the deep South. Uh, it it is just interesting all the angles that Texas will be able to play. It's off true, of it. Texas can can push being the most liberal, culturally liberal, and probably yeah, culturally liberal liberal school yeah, yeah. In, in the conference, which I think probably has value. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, you know. and you know, do you think that that Leaf Johnson Ford is going to have more money to spend than whoever the the leading college station uh, Ford dealership is my guess is yes. And so will, you know, all of the other money the that's here, big money donors, that dark money feeding it in, you know, Conoco Phillips, you know, funneling that dark cash to leaf Johnson Ford to hand out to every, <laughs> every Texas starter. I'm excited about that. I'll buy a leaf Johnson Ford. Shout to Leaf Johnson. He's he's a good guy. Yeah, huge. Is leaf, is leaf Johnson. Are they a podcast sponsor? I or wish we just, I wish. I wish. Leaf uh, is uh, right. he's he's a good guy, uh, but anyway, we'll yeah. we'll continue. All right, so shout out to Leaf. So <laughs> you you unequivocally as a uh huh you're unequivocally in favor of this move for the University of Texas, correct? Yeah, yeah, unequivocally, and I've been saying it since 2012. I've been saying it since about 45 minutes after they launched the Longhorn Network because that was such a gross miscalculation, and I've been saying it. That the, the A and M got the better deal out of you know the, your own network or the SEC since about 2012. So I mean, this dropping this week, which is great, because like when news drops on a Wednesday, also like your week's over. Like that's all you're doing. So it's true. the The productivity uh, for people yeah. that are into college football has has disappeared this week. Because Especially the last week of July, because this is, I don't know if you remember this, Micah, because I know you're getting up there in age, but uh, the Johnny Manziel getting kicked out of that Texas fraternity story, which we dropped uh, probably like six or seven years ago, that went all over the place, uh, did it this week, because this is always like the, the shittiest week in sports. 
you're like coming out of the All Star break for baseball. It's true. No, nothing on, nothing really going on in college sports. No basketball. So we're, we're two weeks away from preseason games. Yeah, and it, it's just good content. So if that's the other piece too, if this doesn't work out, and it looks like it's going to work out, but if this doesn't work out, it's been tremendous content. And and the cringe that the Aggies have pulled, or or the appearance of just being completely pathetic. That that is rewarding enough. It's like another Justin Tucker field goal, basically. <laughs> uh, I I love it, and I I I just love it. I love seeing them squirm. Let's talk about all the other schools in the state of Texas, specifically TCU, Tech, and Baylor, who are now stuck in limbo. Uh, is putting it kindly. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I, that, I think, and that's why this story to me the. Well, the most interesting thing moving forward, because essentially this seems to be a done deal, um, and Texas and Oklahoma had the fucking audacity to just ghost a call with the rest of the Big 12 yesterday. They just didn't show up, uh, which is, you know, it's great. UT and Oklahoma are just ghosting all these other schools, and I don't think there are any political um, mechanisms to change anything, but it will be fun to watch this happen in uh, specifically for in the Texas legislature where we we know very famously that the only reason Baylor is in the Big 12 to begin with is because Ann Richards yeah. was governor at the time uh RIP yes yes certainly and <laughs> <laughs> she's been dead for 15 years but yeah I know I'm not over it yet and well Baylor is the national champion in basketball and they might be looking at a uh you know good joining the whack I mean that's just I love it because I I love to see Kansas just banished to nowhere. Well, but what, what does this mean? You know, obviously yeah. every ever sorry to finish here. Every power broker who's an Aggie is pushing back against Texas joining the SEC, and now you have every power broker representing every other school in the state pushing back against Texas joining the SEC. It probably won't matter, but there will be belly aching, and it will be fun to watch. Well, the the A and M power brokers. I don't, I mean, have no leg to stand on. And that was like, even whatever, you know, political moves they tried to pull. Cause I know, you know, the, the chancellor sharp or whatever, I know he's a, apparently a politically savvy fellow, but that was never going to work. I, the, the, anything that was going to be politically, uh, you know, g- getting in the way, I guess, of Texas leaving the conference was going to be something along the lines of like, you're completely fucking every other state school, uh, but essentially forever. Like if, you know, Texas Tech here, and I think they'll be fine, they don't have a real clear landing spot. Baylor may not ever get a, a Power 5 invitation again or a Power th- whatever it becomes, and they just won a national basketball championship. And I mean, I don't know what TCU ends up doing, but you know, yeah, I was talking about it today. Like I, I think of the remaining Big 12 schools, of which there are what now, eight? I think Kansas yes. is immediately a lock for the Big Ten. I think Iowa State has done enough uh, and is a cultural fit for the Big Ten. I don't think any of these conferences give a, you know, they don't care at all like they did 10 years ago about your academic profile. Uh, so that's really helpful for the Big 12, which is like exclusively safety schools plus Texas. Um, so no conference is going to step in and say like, well, Iowa State's academics are, you know, trash at this point. Uh, so I think, though, like, Iowa State was always a concern, but they're not necessarily anymore. 
Kansas State is fucked forever. There's no place for them. Uh, TCU. I kind of think I was talking about it today. I think TCU is more attractive than Baylor. Um, even if it was like, uh, and it could be either side. It could be Pac-12. It could be ACC. But anybody who wants to get a foot in the door just to be able to play in the Metroplex, mm-hmm. you yeah, can do that, that with Dallas TCU. Market, at least on yeah. paper. I, I mean, anyone who's lived in the Metroplex knows that TCU isn't exactly the. No, you know, no one gives no one gives a shit. The world then, doesn't resolve, revolve there. around them, even when they're good. But you can right. you can plant a flag symbolically or otherwise if you're the if you're the Pac-12 or you know the Big Ten. I guess right. I it doesn't make any culturally the TCU makes no sense to the to the Big Ten. I mean they don't really make sense anywhere. They they are essentially a miniature Texas um, without any of the sort of prestige behind it. But the I think TCU makes sense for the the exclusive purpose of having one game that your family can come to if you're a Dallas recruit or a Texas recruit. I don't think Baylor gets that because, you know, no one is really fighting for the, you know, Waco market. No one's really fighting for the Baptist market either is, is, you know, not that coveted. And also I don't think anybody like wants to really deal with, um, especially like, I mean, no one on the Pac-12 is going to call, you know, the, whatever LGBTQ rules are still in the Baylor handbook that I've already forgotten about that I'm sure will be, you know, dusted off and, mm-hmm. you know, printed in headlines, the uh, continuous scandals. It's just, they're, they're a little too toxic. So Baylor's going to end up being probably the top dog in some conference where they play, you know, conference games against UTSA, <laughs> uh, which will be fine for them. It'll be fine for me so, too. Cause I, I don't really care. Uh, for them yeah and uh what's happening. i don't really either yeah I, so it'll be interesting to see if if there's anything that can happen i i don't it doesn't appear as though anyone can politically stop this move the last time which we'll go back to mizzou for a second when this stuff happened we always go back to mizzou with you what nine years ago ten years ago was it 2011 2012 um, yeah, it was right before your 40th birthday. The, correct. And <laughs> at the time, at the time, uh, it was certainly, there was some pushback. Oklahoma and Texas were talking about the Pac-12, but Oklahoma, uh, Boren was in charge, and, and it was understood that Oklahoma would have to take Oklahoma State with them, to which the Pac-12 was not interested. The, those well, circumstances I, are things are different now. Oklahoma State doesn't have that that person there. Uh, T Boone is dead. Uh, Mizzou, yeah. for example, at the time had just hired a new chancellor or president or whatever. One of the top guys, Brady uh, was it Brady Deaton? Is that the dude's name? Who had come from A and M, and so there was this like deep-seated hatred of Texas. Plus, the athletic director hated Texas. Plus, the lost odds had just been very dismissive of Missouri for years. Uh, there was a lot of deep-seated animosity from Mizzou towards Texas and a lot of the schools in the Big 12, um, which has since passed. I, I feel like the, the administration at Mizzou is totally different than it was 10 years ago. And so when this news first broke, the first inclination is people say, well, the Aggies in Mizzou are a hard no. I, I, based on what Elijah uh, Drinkwitz said the other day, I don't believe that Mizzou is a hard no. Now, I, 
I get, I'm sure we could probably be convinced into it, but it seems like, you know, from where I sit, uh, adding the most, the, the richest, um, you know, athletic department in the country to your conference is kind of a no brainer. Plus a school that's been in the, the college football playoff, like basically every year, uh, you do that. And so I, I don't think the pushback comes from Mizzou, but we'll see. Well, I mean, a couple of things. Number one, you know, I'm not sure what level of clout Mizzou has. I know, you know, probably of very the two little. people on this podcast, one of us likes Mizzou and the other one can't really point it out on a map. But uh, to me, Mizzou would probably welcome Texas and Oklahoma because Mizzou is a cultural outsider in the conference. And this doesn't necessarily level the playing field, but it, but it brings in some kind of, you know, Midwesty type programs that aren't, you know, deep South programs that maybe, you know, if you did have pods, if they do go to pods, you know, a Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas pod to me, sounds like a blast it sounds great and, for me where i sit too very selfishly uh yeah to be able to i could go to those games all four of them yeah and, and it culturally those fans are pretty similar um they're all st- and, and you're still you know playing three other pods two teams from each so you're getting the taste of you know that side of the sec i don't i truly to me the Setting this up with 16 teams and pods of four and keeping the kind of former Big 8 Southwestern Conference pod, which obviously, you know, A&M doesn't want to be a part of it, I think is like, <laughs> I think it's brilliant. Yeah, And A&M can go, you know, just get wrecked by LSU and maybe beat Mississippi State and whatever. They'll be fine. It, that's, it, you know, it's whatever. I do think too, and my other piece too, because I've always really liked Oklahoma State, and I and I do games at Oklahoma State to me are, are some of the most fun in the Big Twelve because um, the concrete wall is about ten feet from the sideline, uh, so it's an added element, an added variable to just the uh, game on the field of danger. But yes, I don't know where they go because culturally they fit basically nothing. Um, the big the Pac twelve is not not reaching out. And well, I, I think the Pac-12 does. If pa- the Pac-12 does reach out, I think if I'm Oklahoma State, I'm aligning a little bit with Texas Tech because clearly Oklahoma doesn't give a shit about me. Those are two state schools that kind kind of ride together, and if they both go to the Pac-12, I kind of think they're okay. I don't. Uh, here's, kind of bring the, here's the question I, I have for you: Is Oklahoma State more valuable? Let's say Kansas, let's say the, the Big Ten wants two more teams, which I'm not sure that they do, but let's say that they do. Like, oh, I have a good answer for you for this. And is Oklahoma State more valuable than Iowa State? Because I think they might be because there's already school, I, the the Big Ten already has Iowa. And so you say theoretically you could re, you know raise your, your, your footprint if you go into the state of Oklahoma. Uh, what is your response to this? Yeah, here's my response. The Big Twelve, if the Big uh, Ten wants two teams, the two clearest teams that should go to the Big Ten are Kansas and Missouri. <laughs> that's that's legitimately the answer. I don't think. I mean, I don't know. The money's probably equal. The uh, just get out. I don't of know here. what. The, get out of here. No, Root the South Here's now, what Curry. you do. 
We're the South. You put Missouri and Kansas in the Big Ten, and you put Oklahoma State in the SEC, and then you don't really – I mean, maybe Iowa State gets another Big Ten invite, but you really don't – if you're the Big Ten, those are the two schools you want. You put Kansas and Missouri back in the same conference, you get Nebraska in it. Uh, that, to me – and I, that, part, that doesn't even make sense for Texas. Texas doesn't want Oklahoma State at the SEC because – Neither does a and I mean, a lot of schools wouldn't want that because then it's just more. It's like the Big Twelve again. You're just every every recruit in Texas, you know, that, that had one SEC option, real close by. I heard two. If you count LSU, would now have like five. So it's kind of you know, the uh, added recruiting advantage is diluted. But uh, yeah, if you're the Big Ten, if you're just, you know, if I'm the Big Ten commissioner, I want to see if uh, Missouri has any interest. They won't. But I'm sure the money is closer to, I don't know if it's going to be $60 million, which is what everybody quotes, but it's got to be it's got to be enough to take a phone call. Maybe not. I Perhaps. don't know. I, uh, no, no school has ever left the SEC, except... I, right. And I, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, it would make sense to leave the SEC, but it, uh, what I'm saying is if you're the Big Ten and you want two schools, I don't think you really care that much about Oklahoma State. That's true. Missouri is more valuable than than Oklahoma State. And that's if I'm if so, I need two schools and I'm big and I'm the Big Ten, I'm calling Kansas and I'm calling Oklahoma. Or I'm sorry, Missouri. Well, um, we shall see. And you know, you know who's not getting shafted. You know who I think is going to come out of this a winner. Who's that? With the NIL and sort of all of the chaos. Mm-hmm. The, the beautiful SMU ponies. <laughs> oh, oh, I do like it. I do. I, I think haven't the thought SMU about that. ponies, which you know, can now play with, you know, whatever dark money. Just is turn involved that cash machine on. Yeah. Yeah. Just turn. Just flip the switch. There. You know what? You're, you're what's right. What's the car dealer? What's the Dallas car dealer? I'm forgetting. Huffines. Uh, Huffines. Well, any of them. On yeah. Any, any of them. Any of them. Any of them. Don't tell me. Don't tell me for a second that SMU, uh, with with open money playing field. Shouldn't be better at football than TCU. Open money, one-time transfer. Heart of Dallas. Yeah, you're not even in Fort Worth. You're in the heart of Dallas. SMU. My big take, and I'd love to do takes, is SMU will end up better for this. uh, Whatever this realignment uh, instance becomes, SMU will be in a better spot out of it. That's true because you know you've got to imagine that Tech, or well, I don't know about Tech, but TCU, Baylor probably end up in whatever conference Houston and SMU are in the AAC or whatever yeah. that becomes making that league stronger. And there's no reason SMU can't compete. Uh, one last scenario here. Let's say everything yeah. goes to shit and this whole thing blows up and Texas ends up independent. <laughs> no. and, and Oklahoma just no. says, fuck you. I'm going to the big 10 and Texas ends up independent. What are your thoughts on that scenario? That doesn't happen. Texas goes to the ACC in that scenario. The problem, honestly, the only problem with the ACC is that they, I think, are, uh, you know, in year three of like a a, 20 year deal, just a horrible deal with ESPN. Well, Um, the only way they can renegotiate their contract is if they add teams. And, and then that's the, then that's the move because I haven't even looked at it, but that would be the move if you're Texas. You do not, you do not entertain. The, I mean, in this scenario, I'm assuming that the Big Ten doesn't want Texas for some reason. Or are you saying that Texas has gone independent by choice? That's a good – yeah, I don't know. 
Uh, that's a Here's good Here's the point. problem. And listen, as one person who is, I'm. Because the of, Big Ten know, would take Texas and Oklahoma tomorrow if they could. I'm like one of a handful of people that is, you know, unfairly critical about the lost gods. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he was a god in his time, but that was, you know, before I was sentient. Um, and so all I see are his bad decisions about all he really, all the lost gods wanted um, outside of a network, which was extremely short-sighted, was to pair Texas alongside Notre Dame. And to, and if, and if you know, the realignment for this, you know, instance uh, turns out the way that a lot of people think it's going to turn out, Notre Dame is going to end up in the ACC, and then Texas will just follow if, if the SEC didn't work out. There's no Pac-12. Texas might go to the Big Ten in this other scenario if Oklahoma does it. But, like, culturally, I think that's weird, too. I, don't, I mean, I think the, I mean, I just think that everything is playing out correctly right now. So, Well, you know. we can all hope that it works out terribly. I, I want to come up with a, a scenario for you, okay? You're sitting in the office, and, and you imagine this scenario. So okay. I'm going to paint it for you. Okay, You're please. sitting in the office, okay? And there are a bunch of 21-year-olds in gym shorts around you, and you have committed to this office to only wear dress shirts and slacks. Okay, so that's I'm setting it up that way. Okay, and here's the scenario: the giant fan under your desk that is blowing right at your crotch area goes out, and you start sweating. Do you cave and start dressing like a 24-year-old, or do you keep wearing slacks and a button-down? It's a it's a million-dollar question. It really is. Um, and I'd know. love to dial in someone else. I know we don't have time for it, but I would be curious your take on this and then others takes on this, but still as you as the person. Well, that sounds like another podcast for another time, but this has been a lot of fun. We're right at 30 minutes. I told you we'd go 15. So my apologies. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Well, is there, any, is there anything the you want to promote 15. Curry? No. <laughs> <laughs> no Sup, I don't sorry. promote anything. Okay, great. Great. Uh, that's it. This was a lot of fun. Good catching up with you. All right. All right. Until next time. I'll talk to you later, Michael. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. <laughs> what? <laughs>